and gather around. Wrestle War 9, it is about to go down. Ric Flair, the champ. Testament to biology, me sting the dream of entomology. Lex Luger, the belt, his holy grail quest is scheduled for an operation on Dr. Death. Welcome to Squared Circle Rewind episode 29 where we will be reviewing WCW Wrestle War 1990 and that opening was brought to you by Wrestle War 1990 the Wrestle War rap that actually happened that is the beginning of the pay-per-view we we the three of us decided that our followers needed to hear this song which we do not have rights to but it still had Or do we want them? We do not want them. But it had to be played. Wow. Where where so, where is this taking place, some, Ben? Something this bad you had to actually listen to believe how bad it really is. Okay, well this event is uh, coming at you from the Greensboro Coliseum in Greensboro, North Carolina. And the commentary is bun- done by Jim Ross and Terry Funk. Now... I like Funk on, co- on color. Yeah, he's got his moments. I got bored halfway go. through. Oh, okay. There, there, well, he has this moment so where you kind of want to jump out of a window. He told a really bad joke this one, and it kind of offended me. It was a, uh, it was, it was a dog joke. I don't know if you heard it. Oh yes, yes where he I did. said I had that dog, and yeah, I, yeah, I, I took, took, to the took back, him out to and the I back down. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then it was just silence. Yeah, Jim Ross didn't know how to come back from it. Um, he also no. mentions later on that he's pretty much like illiterate, and I'm going, and they make you a commentator for one of the biggest companies in Turner That's right. Broadcast. Okay. That's right. That's but right. I guess their job description doesn't ask for much. Anyways, um, that is the worst opening video in song for any type of wrestling pay-per-view I've ever seen or heard. And right off the hop when I'm watching this, I'm going, what the hell am I getting into? <laughs> Wild thing? Wild thing. This is making my heart sting. That's right. Anyways. Are you referencing that because Sting's injured? Uh, no. You're heartless. No. You're, you're heartless. Are you wearing... The word Sting was around before <laughs> Sting came around. Are you wearing the black armband? Uh, I should. I, I should. We should have. No. We should have. Anyways. Um, okay. Now, a couple things worth mentioning before we get into the matches here. Okay. Now, the Greensboro Coliseum at one point was the seven largest indoor arena in the world. The capacity for seating is just shy of 24,000 people. Okay. okay. The attendance for this event was 7,894 people. Hold up. Roll back there for a second. You okay. said it's the seventh largest indoor in the world yep. at 24,000 people? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's like, that's like. That's about 5,000 more than the Saladum. Yeah. But, you know, you would just think. I guess I'm thinking football stadiums now, and, mm-hmm. but I guess back in the 1990s, there really wasn't any a lot of indoor stadiums out there. They are more outdoor. All right, cool. Okay, so go on with your 7,000 thing. The attendance was just shy of 8,000, so it filled a third of the capacity of the arena. So uh, all I got to say about that is ouch. Yep. And yep. I mean, this is... And to think that WCW actually legitimately thinks that they're competition for the WWE right now. Like, sorry to be a spoiler alert here, Dave, but I mean, in a month's time, they're going into the Sky Dome with 65,000 people. So, yeah. I mean, you just look at the Who, difference. W-W? No, for WWE yet. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> dunce. For, uh, rest, for, for WrestleMania six. Um, do we want to talk about Teddy Long segment, or are we just going to skip that? Teddy, can we please skip that? Yes, we can. Because I, because 
don't know if he's trying to fight or swim around like a seal with his arm movements that he was doing. <laughs> we could just skip that. Okay, That's okay. Let's squeeze. go to the first match. Okay, so I wrote those notes for nothing. Yeah. But it was nothing positive anyways. Um, first match is Mad Dog, Buzz Sawyer, and Kevin Sullivan versus the Dynamic Dudes. Now, the Dudes have now dropped the skateboards, the Frisbees, the fluorescent baseball caps. And the kidnapping and, kids. And, and kidnapping kids. Well, well, that's a good thing they dropped. And you know? the tearaway, the tearaway stuff to get into their wrestling trunks. And now they're tying knot, like those knots at the front of their shirts <laughs> now, and I'm going... They're trying anything and none of it works. Uh, and well, now I'm going, I mean, considering how the dudes looked and everything before, we were kind of snickering at them, but now I'm going, okay, now they're starting to look dumb. Yeah. Yep. You look stupid. Yeah, exactly. Um, what, what, what would you guys like to say about this match? Well, I thought there was a unique spot in this match where um, uh, Shane gets uh, Irish whipped into the corner and then Johnny rushes over and lays across the top. And blocks it. And blocks it. And then that Shane, cool. and Shane, like, so Shane doesn't hit the turnbuckle and he turns around and hits Sawyer with a close or Sullivan, sorry. Sullivan with a clothesline. And I was like, wow, that was unique. I have never seen that before. It was a cool spot. Yeah. yeah. So, like, that was that was a plus for me. I was like, that was cool. That was inventive. It made sense, I guess, in the world of wrestling. But would it <laughs> hurt him? I would think it would hurt Johnny. <laughs> yeah, to be quite right. honest. But, you know, in the world of wrestling, it makes sense, it I guess. It makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and oh. and uh, Buzz Sawyer threw a great belly-to-belly to Shane. Like, he just... That yeah. Was, that was yeah, pretty... That was pretty. One spot I liked was uh, Johnny uh, vaulted over the top rope, and I it was a botch of a splash where they rolled through, and then Johnny just starts doing mounted punches. Yeah. I was like, okay, that, that worked. Yep. You yep. splashed, rolled over, mounted punches. Yep. It worked. Just roll with it. Yep, literally. Yep. That's right. That, um, head, that head scissors spot, though, where was, he like, <laughs> botched, and then JR says it's due to perspiration. I'm going, oh. Yes, yes, he tries to lock in the, the head scissors. He hesitated first. He's like, how do I cover this? Yeah. How do I yeah. cover this? He goes to um, the head scissors, he botches it. I loved how Sullivan and Sawyer, uh, Sawyer focused on Shane's back. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I, like, I love when heels are methodical. Mm-hmm. I like I like also when they go out and they're methodical and they go after a body part and they stick to stick it. Stick to it. Yeah, the good old I call it that the Ole Anderson. Yeah, and Shane right sold well. He sh- he sold his yes. back the entire match. So that w- and then the other note I had was the was the botch head scissors because it was yep. such an obvious botch. <laughs> yes, that was not that was not a good. <laughs> I have a question for both of you: Could you guys take your eyes off of that? What was that thing on the back of Sullivan's head? Oh, like was that the a ponytail, the was Avatar that, connection. What was that? <laughs> that was a ponytail. I thought. I thought it looked weird. Was it? At, at first, I thought he cut his hair. I was like, "Oh, that's interesting," because like it's still the like it's nineteen ninety, so everyone's supposed to have long hair at this time still. Well, I'm kind of sitting back, going, "You know, what would be great, it was great right now. You know, it'd be great right now." And this, you're gonna look at me weird when I say this, but if Brutus Beefcake somehow came in this match and just chopped that thing off right now, just out of nowhere, that would actually <laughs> be kind of funny. When, when I first saw it, I, I thought of Avatar, just how it looked. Where they always connect their ponytail to the bird? You realize I've never seen it twenty years before Avatar. Oh, spoiler alert! Years. Sorry, guys. I've never seen Avatar, so I don't know. <laughs> no? no. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it was weird to see that. I was like, uh, it was distracting. It was like that one, 
match we reviewed with, with, with Brutus, and I said I couldn't stop looking at his boots. Yeah. It was very distracting. Uh, so I'll go on to the finish here. Yep. Uh, so Buzz Sawyer hits a splash from the top rope to pin Johnny. Uh, weak, and weak splash. I weak thought. splash. And then Shane comes in to try to break it up, and he almost came in too early. Mm-hmm. Like he had yeah. to, he had to like go. F- he was going to kick, and then he had to kind of hold his leg for like a second while Sullivan came and tackled him. Yep. Which <laughs> like, oh, Shane, you're a little too early there, buddy. Uh, so this match is okay. I gave it a point five. I gave it a point two five. Okay. Well, you're. you're we yeah, all know you don't. I give it a point two five. We as well, we we know you hate WCW, Dave, but. Ben, you're usually on my side here. Uh, this is not. It was the or, it was the, the rap. Wrestle War rap. It was the rap that uh, that that. I, I think it. the rap just sent me into an angry frenzy, which just didn't give me any type of positive outlook on life. So. Well, if you want to talk about angry frenzy, why don't we go into the next match? <laughs> God, Ben loved this match. Just by the way, okay. he loved it. He gave it up too. <laughs> next Amazing. match. Is Cactus Jack Manson versus um, uh, Norman? <laughs> yes, Norman. Uh, this is the first pay per view appearance by Mick Foley. Yep. So, which you know, kudos to Foley. Kudos. Yeah. Okay. Is it fair for me to to give this a zero before both guys have even get in the <laughs> ring yet? It, it is not fair, but you can do whatever. Well, you I want. see Norman coming down that ramp thing, and I'm going zero, 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 zero. <laughs> Oh, Ben. Gotta I'll give, give him a chance. I'll give Cactus Jack some credit for taking some uh, hellacious bumps to try and give this match any type of shot in the arm for any type of lifeline it may have, but I have nothing else to say about this match. No, I think when we get to the finish, you will. Oh, trust <laughs> me, I will. I have I I, give, already given it a moniker. When, when Norman was coming down, I mainly thought of Eugene. Yep. Just I'm a like, very, this is Eugene's father. Very big version. Norman is Eugene's father. Um, now, I will say, though, Jesse, and I told you this on the phone, the interview before this was the first interview I've watched, and it's the last. Missy Hyatt was so awkward, not because of Norman's Missy character. Missy Hyatt was awkward. Not because of her character, but her voice, the way she was speaking. That's her gimmick. It's a t- This is why I don't watch interviews, okay? But you miss gold. You like that. <laughs> Uh, it was, like, even the promo before the match, I was so confused with his character. Usually when you debut a new character, you debut it in a way that the fans understand who and what he or she is about. I had no idea who this guy was. Norman or Cactus Jack? Norman. Okay. No idea what his gimmick was, his story. He's a... Well, that's because he hasn't been, de- like, he's been around for about six months now. You shouldn't have. How? Uh, Clash of Champions. Clash of Champions. I think this was his, his actual debut. His well, this is his pay per view debut. Oh. Clash of Champions. I don't remember which one, but Teddy Long, he was an escaped mental patient. Norman, that was his that that was his deal, and Teddy Long held the key. You did mention that. Yes, we're, and that's how he controlled. That's Norman. how Doom lost, wasn't it? Yeah, was a was a key or something. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So Norman had the key, or Norman that was Norman's key. That was Norman's key. I yes. wish they did not lose that key. I know I wish because he could have wished back. Teddy oh. Long never ever found that key. He yep. spent so much of the match like pulling his pants up. Yes, yes, he did. <laughs> it was the only note I so really have. Animals that were bringing them down. Uh, like, the only note I have, well, the first note I have was nothing special so far. This yeah, is, no, this is like it, six minutes of the match. Yeah, like, nothing <clears throat> special. 
But then I then Cactus starts doing all these spots where he does a drop kick off the apron to the floor. Yep. And he took that back body drop. I'm like, I gotta give points for that because back Cactus body drop onto concrete. Onto concrete. So it's like oh. the reason I gave it a point two five is because this was how mankind Mick Foley dude love Cactus has always been. Yeah. He he goes up there and just puts his body on the line in a way where it's like, whoa. Yeah. So that is why I gave it my score, which I'll, I'll say at the end. Um, so the finish was uh, Cactus Jack goes for a pile driver. Stump pile driver, yeah. Stump pile driver. Which, on a guy who weighs 400 pounds. Yeah, which I don't understand. Bad and then, psychology. And then Norman just reverses it and splashes him with his butt. Basically just, no. sits, just sits on him. Ben, it's called the ben PG, PG. Remember PG? You gotta explain this in a way that's not. I just did. He splashed him with his butt. No, just no, he didn't splash him with his, his butt. butt. <laughs> he uh, strategically fell on to his Cactus knees. Jack's face. I can't with his explain. crotch. With, with his crotch, it was. Yes. He yeah. crushed him. He, yeah. He what? He, he crushed him. him. Yep, there you go. He crushed him. We, yeah, did, we just, we just came up with a new word. I, I gave this a point two five just for the for Cactus Jack's bumps. That's it. This is a good opener for him. Norman, I could like Cactus Jack could have made this as mad. Like, his debut should have just been wrestling himself, like yep. as Noel did. Just throwing throwing himself. Yeah. Right? What'd you give it? I give it a point two five. Ben? I gave it zero. Yep. Ben. Well, that's because you were chanting zero. No, dis- <laughs> no disrespect to Cactus, but I mean, and here's another thing too. Okay. Now, you mentioned that Cactus was, was was taking these bumps. Why are you taking these kind of bumps in a match like this with Norman? It's Cactus, take, man. I know. I understand that, but take a couple of bumps for Norman, but don't waste them on a match like with Norman. Like, I, I get Same the... Same for Stain or somebody like that. I, I, I get the story on paper. You have an escaped mental patient, and you have Cactus Jack Manson. From truth or consequences. So who's yeah. crazier, really? So I, I understood, like, they were trying to have a crazy versus crazy match. But with only one person taking crazy spots, it's kind of like... Like, Norman, I didn't see him as someone crazy. Yeah. He didn't really do anything... Or, like, many mannerisms yeah. that were crazy. He was more just... Like, Slow. I mean, like, he was wooden. He was just, like, well, not doing much another of anything. Another thing that, I mean... Okay, I'll give Cactus again for the bumps he took. But at the same time, part of the match... He was ramming Norman's head into the turnbuckle, and he was saying, "No, it doesn't hurt me." But he kept doing it. It's like, okay, Cactus, stop <laughs> doing that. It's not hurting him. And then later on in the match, he starts punching him in the head. And again, Norman's going, "No, nah, this doesn't hurt me." And he keeps punching him in the head. It's like, okay, Cactus, that's now twice that you're attacking the head when he says it doesn't hurt when you attack my head. Kick him in the kneecap. Go for a power driver. <laughs> If, so, if again, all else so, fails, you lift him up and you drop him on his head. So despite me unfairly giving it zero right off the bat, there's another reason why I gave it zero was little things like this that don't make sense. So I stick with it. Zero, 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 zero. There you go. Let's go on to the third match. Thank God. Anyways, uh, third match is the Rock and Roll Express versus the Midnight Express. Oh, okay. Finally. Now I know like we're in the 90s and, and we're supposed to be getting into new things. But man, I was excited for this match. These two guys, these two teams, put on a great show. Now, when you uh, think Jim Cornette, that man is I love awesome in this match. With Neil Patrick, he, try, he <laughs> tries to pick a fight with Patrick, 
and this he, is and he gets in and he just starts like pretending and he's like he's like mimicking that he's gonna punch him and then Patrick gets in his face and and Cornette like stumbles out of the ring just gold. It was uh, gold. well. Yes, I'll uh, explain how Cornette went out of the ring. He was. Doing like the Dean Ambrose hanging from the ropes. Yeah, and he just slid down. And then down. he slowly went out. Yeah, yeah. I was laughing so hard at that. Yeah. I also like, too, that uh, just before the match, Cornette, <laughs> Stan Lane was doing like some posing to the, to the ladies in the crowd. <laughs> and Cornette was fanning him with his, with his racket. <laughs> just phenomenal stuff. As Did heels, you see- just... just being total twerps. Oh, and uh, also uh, Jim Cornette stole Ivana from Donald. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Did you see the my, my, the first spot I was really um, excited to see was the Tessa Strength spot. Yeah. What? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I've never seen that before. Well, explain it to him. Explain it to him. I'm trying to explain it. Um, I can't remember who, who did it. It I was uh, seen the spot. It was Bobby happen. Eaton and uh, Ricky Morton. Ricky Morton. Yeah. Help me out, Jesse. I'm drawing a blank. Why? Uh, you can't. I remember do that. how it looks, but I can't remember exactly how it started. Well, help they... me out. Just help me out. <laughs> I don't know what you're so talking about. They're doing about. a Tethic Strength. Yeah. And the Rock and Roll Express guy jumped onto the shoulder of oh, Ricky Morton. Yeah, Ricky Morton jumped onto the shoulder of Bobby I know Eaton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it led to a double team attack. That's right. That's was, right. It was so hard for me to explain. I remember we did it. Yeah. So yeah. thanks for Ben for saving me, Jet and Jesse. Thanks for leaving me hanging. <laughs> but yeah, Ricky Morton, they were doing it, and he just jumps onto beautiful Bobby's shoulder. Yeah. And I was like, what just happened? Yeah. And that's why I love these two working together as a tag team match because they just so bring good. up new stuff. So good. And um, I love the heel work. Yeah. By Midnight Express, loved it. They did a good job with that. The heel work was great, but what made it great was that Ricky Morton is the best at building towards a hot take. Oh, their hot takes are always Every great. time you think he's going to get there, it's cut, cut off. off. And the crowd builds a little bit more. And they're just geniuses yeah. at this. To, to the point when he finally tags in Robert, or Robert Gibson, like the, the place goes bonkers. And the, you were saying there were 7,800 people there or something? Yeah, it's sounded like a full 24,000 in oh, yeah. that place when Robert Gibson got the hot tag. They went nuts. They're, they were so good at hot tags. Yeah. Amazing. This was just a great match. Like, I, I couldn't write down all the all the great spots that I was loving because I was just, I was so enthralled by this match. I didn't write many notes. That's why, that's why when <laughs> you're asking for... It's hard to write for, notes when you're enjoying the match. That's, that When you're asking for help with that thing I'm just, or with that spot, I'm like, I, 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 don't, I don't know, <laughs> man, because I didn't write a note. I don't remember it. who, as soon as I remember who... Did it? I was like, okay, now I got it. Yeah, I didn't want well, to say the wrong guy and awesome. like, go watch the match and they realize Dave was wrong. Awesome. What do you got to say about this, Ben? Both teams do a very good job at orchestrating that they know each other very, very well and have each other scouted. Yeah, and they built that very, very well at the beginning, all the way through. Um, the spot with the ref and Cornet was just that was just cool. <laughs> it was a great um, way to open it. It's not the best match, though, that I've seen these teams have, though. I've seen these guys have better matches. Yes, but I agree. Yeah, but this is also like four was, or five okay. years past their, not their prime, but like their, or at least three years past their last match. Because, I mean, when I was when I was younger, like, um, like tag team rivalries, you think of like the Freebirds and the Von Erics. But, I mean, right up there is Rock and Roll Express and the Midnight Express. I've seen pretty much every Rock and Roll Express and Midnight Express match ever. 
yep. that I could on TV. And, I mean, this was a good match, but this was not their best match. They yeah. have had a lot better matches. But you know what? They're still good. They're good matches better still than good. most you, guys. You definitely Great tell matches. that they've worked a lot with each other and they work well with each other. Uh, so, the Midnight Express go for a flapjack on Robert Gibson. And as they're about to do it, Ricky Morton comes in and hits Bobby. So that, so when he gets tackled, then Gibson somehow, I don't even know how the heck he did it. So he's he's getting like almost tossed in the air. But then when Bobby gets taken out, he kind of like barrel rolls and rolls up Stan Lane for the win. Mm. And I'm just like, how the heck did you do that? <laughs> like you were in, in midair and you were able to... Torque your body into a barrel roll and get the pin. Um, like, great. I gave this match a .75. I thought this was really good. What'd you give it, Dave? I gave it a .5. Because you're a jerk? Because I loved it. But, I, I like, like Ben said, I, I saw, I've seen better matches. <sighs> but it was definitely I hate you. .5. Ben, what do you got? .5 as well. Jesus uh, Christ, you guys are mean. Same point with my, what I said before. You guys are so mean. Let's go to the next match. I'm, I'm upset. When then. did it, being honest become being mean? It's 2017. Do you realize well, that's what right. triggers that we're in now? Triggered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 2017. Triggered by, by truth, right. I get it. No, no, it's not necessarily truth. It's when someone has a different opinion than yours. That's right. Triggered. Got it. Triggered. Yeah. Everyone's offended because your so opinion's not there. You and I have triggered Jesse now. That's right. So thanks a lot, guys. So what, are we going to be in our next Facebook post? That's right. Let's, okay. go to, let's go to number four. Yeah. Everyone's offended by everyone's opinions. Yep. God, I miss the 90s. <laughs> um... The Skyscrapers versus the Road Warriors in a Chicago street fight. Now, we got to tell a story of this match because there's a change. First pay-per-view appearance of Mark Calloway, who becomes Taker. Mean Mark. Mean Mark Callis. Mean Mark, Mark. Callis. Mean mean Mark Callis. Since February of 1990, oh my goodness how his life changes in nine months from now. <laughs> yes, right? Yes. Oh. yes. It's so, mind but why is really. Mean Mark there? Because Dan Spivey is injured. He's no, injured. no, okay, okay, wait. Whoa. So Mean Mark... Whoa, how are we going to correct? That's exactly you, what they said. You're doing your homework no, on no, Dan no, Spivey no. here. No, Dan, no, Dan Spivey was re replaced by the dude in the mask. The mask skyscrapers it replaces Dan Spivey. So who mean replaced? Mark replaces Sid Vicious, because Sid Vicious is hurt. So why did they say Dan Spivey? Sorry, I thought it was the other way around. I thought they said Dan Spivey. So nope. the other way around? No. Okay. I am confused. I will tell you because I watched those crappy Clash of Champions at this time. So thank you for taking one for the team. By they the way. were going to. So in in that tournament for Starcade, the Future Shock tournament, the Skyscrapers yeah. yeah. were supposed to be in it. Yeah. Sid Vicious was hurt. I guess he broke his yes. ribs or something. So at the next Clash of Champions, he was supposed to be there, and he still wasn't there. So they replaced him with Mean Mark, and Dan Spivey. So Dan Spivey was still there, and Mean Mark replaced Sid Vicious. Then Spivey got hurt. Oh, that's great. And so they replaced Spivey yeah. with um, yeah. the masked skyscraper. And that's wow. why we're here. Yes. Wow. Yes. They, they should and just I give actually, him a different I name. Remember, I actually remember that, too. You know, and it's it like, <laughs> at this point, why wouldn't you just book the Road Warriors against somebody else? Like, they're all hurt. <laughs> <laughs> or just call this team something. Completely. Like yeah, not, not call them the skyscrapers. Yeah, like the, obviously that, that that you know that name's called the mean yeah. team. That's right. You know, oh, the mean man. team. Actually, that would have worked. The mean team. So, like my, my first note is, it's Mean Mark's debut. Yep. 
and in a short time he becomes Undertaker. No, yep. thankfully. Yep. Because if Give he would have crap for spoiler, if if he, if he would have stayed with WCW, he probably would not be where he is today. No. To be quite honest with you, Jim Hurd once said that uh, he would amount to nothing. And uh, yeah, one thing I noticed was the masked skyscraper was greatly upsetting me with his bumps. Who flips to the side at every bump they take? Every single bump he was taking, he was flipping <laughs> to the side. Just, he took a clothesline, Jesse, and flipped to the side and then back bumped. The problem with, with that, too, is that the guy is huge. Do we know who the mask guy was? I do not. I didn't. No, ben, you I don't. Didn't, I didn't, us, uh, Mike Enos. Enos? Is it? E-N-O-S. He's really big oh. to be Mike Enos. Yeah. Am I, am I wrong on that? Then I guess I'm wrong. If only we had Wikipedia. If we're going to Wikipedia that. But, um, like, his side bumps were driving me nuts. For a guy of his size, you shouldn't do, be, do, be doing flip bumps anyways. He's a big dude. It was just, it was ridiculous. Like, and Taker didn't like, sorry, me and Mark yeah, didn't the, really uh, take that many bumps himself. But it was a very weird match. What I didn't like about it is the the majority of the match is just the LOD beating the, the crap out of them. Yep. Oh. Like it was a glorified squash. Who was it? Stand corrected, Mike Eos. Awesome. One for Jesse. Did you just guess that? Yep. You guessed it. I guessed it. Out of millions of wrestlers, you guessed that. No, I had heard that before. Okay. Like, does, oh. does he, yes doesn't that he become... Who the hell does he become later? Uh, Blake Beverly of the Beverly Brothers. Oh, the Beverly Brothers. That's right. That's right. That's <laughs> they were right. good. I used to love the Beverly Brothers. Spoiler alert. But, um, yeah, that's yeah. my only notes. Is, is it's, it's Mean Mark's debut, and I hated the flipping side bumps. And There's L- nothing else to really report, I found. This was a glorified squash. This could have been done on Clash of Champions. Also see- glorified tornado tag. Which- Texas tornado to- tag. Texas tornado, Texas tornado tag. tag. If you're going to have a squash match, why have it on a pay-per-view? I'm just saying. That's just weird. Um, can I go to the finish set? Did you... Okay, well, did you need to wear your street clothes for this match? Because it's, it's a, a street, street fight, fight, Ben. God. It's like the game as someone from wearing a tuxedo. No, I'm just saying the match. caliber of the match. Like, did they need to wear their... <laughs> Did they need to wreck perfectly good street clothes for this type of match? Well, me and Mark wasn't really... He was like wearing... What was he wearing? May, may I, I say, don't even know what he was wearing. Can, like can I say my notes before you go to the finish? Yes, you can. Thank you. You actually have notes? I do. Oh, On I an eight-minute match? Yeah. I guess. Hey. I take this seriously. I'm glad we do. All right. Eight-minute so street fight. Eight-minute street fight. Really? It was too short. There was no story told with this at all. Not like, till the mean, end. Give the... I mean, I mean, give the match, you know, between 10 to 12 or 10 to 15 if you're going to tell something with this. Um, I guess just really hard. Did you actually see that one shot where uh, Mark Calloway actually slammed Hawk's head into the guardrail? Yep. Oh. Yep. Well, stiff. Oh. <laughs> yep. Whoa. I think I missed All that I one. said really was good. Uh, Hawk, Hawk took it like a champ. Like, he just, like... Crumpled. I was like, "Oh, that, that I don't think that's." I mean, it was happen. a slugfest. There were some hard shots thrown, but like I said, there's no. I, I didn't. I didn't feel a story out of this, and I just yeah. yeah. Um, so LOD hits the Doomsday device on the masked skyscraper to win, but and he does the flip, mm-hmm. yep. which surprised the crap out of me. Oh, I think you're getting confused. So when I say flip, I should have said rotation bump. 
where he rotates. Like, like he in oh, air that's right. barrel roll. That's right, yes. And it drove me nuts. I don't mind flip bumps because, you know, when you take doing this advice, you have to flip. Yes. Otherwise, you're going to get hurt. Um, like Henry Rogowin. Uh What was interesting, just before that, though, uh, Mark Callis just gets out of the ring and just watches the mass skyscraper get, like, doomsday device. And then he just, like, like throws his hands up and he's like, bah, whatever, and he goes to walk away. And I'm like, okay. And then right behind him, Doom roll out without masks. They'd been unmasked at the last Clash of Champions in a mask versus title match against the Steiners. So we now know that one of them is Ron Simmons. One of them is Ron damn, Simmons. Damn. And the other and one Hacksaw. is Hacksaw Butch Reed. And uh, Teddy Long is cowering behind them the entire time. And then he goes and he, he like tells them to go after the LOD after the match. And they're like, nah, I'm not going to do that. So then Teddy Long somehow ends up in the ring. And then Animal press slams him and throws him into Doom. Who just catch him. Who just catch him and just place him up. And then they go after him. And then they run into the ring. And I'm just like... Was that, like, the whole thing with skyscrapers just to set up them against Doom? Why would you just have a match against Doom? And have them get beat four times in a row. Yeah. But this is WCW. Nothing makes sense. Well, I mean, I saw Doom and I'm going, oh, it's Doom. Okay, well, they're not wearing masks. Zero points they're, in the they, last tournament. They, Yeah, exactly. I mean, these are the guys that just got their behinds handed to them, right, left, and center. And now they're just all of a sudden coming out after a LOD match. I'm going... Why do I even care about these guys right now? They've done nothing to show me any type of reason why they have any credibility right now. Yep. You know? Uh, this, is, this was a way that earned some, and they got their butts oh, kicked well, again. why? Because now they have Teddy Long as their manager yep. instead of... Yep, and no masks. Oh, no Damn. masks. Damn! Uh, 0.25. 0.25 as well for me. 0.25. Okay, we... Agree unanimous? There we go. There we go. Finally agree on A something. unanimous crap match. Yes. Match we number all five. Know crap and we see it. Except you two that realize <laughs> that Norman still deserves point two five. Anyways. Are we uh, the crazy ones? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um next match is the United States Tag Team Championship. Which by the way, I just want to say I like those belts. They're gorgeous. I like those belts. I like how there's a secondary tag team championship. I appreciated mm-hmm. that for WCW. And it's the fabulous Freebirds versus Flying Brian Pillman and the Z-Man. I like this match quite a bit, actually. I love that the was... opening where the Freebirds thought the girls were behind them. Yes. And then I Z-Man and Pillman that was swapped gold. them. That was gold. And then Z-Man starts like, strutting. And then Pillman was on the ropes and thrusting. Yeah. And then like, he they was went doing behind. the point thrusting. Yeah, they went yeah. behind. And that the Freebirds... Like, people... Like, I, I didn't understand how good... Jam was Garvin. Jimmy Jam Garvin. How good he was! Like yeah. he was trash. Like the way I noticed how professional he was is he trash talks right to the hard camera. I yeah. love that. Yeah, like, he just knows where to go. And this uh, and their attire, the Fabulous Freebirds attire, were so simple, but, but also- they looked so nice with the zebra black and white. Oh, I was I was actually really excited. And and Z Man is actually growing on me. He's a good wrestler. He worked really good, good this match. Beautiful dropkick. That's that. That's how I measure a good athlete in wrestling ring is, is how good your dropkick looks. Yep. Because that move is I can I can never do one. Uh, he had a beautiful one. The first note I had is I love Michael Hayes dancing. I think that's that that, that <laughs> is phenomenal. And what was with the black eyeliner? 
I don't know. That was weird, but cool. He's a free, I liked it. He's a free bird, baby. And, and Jim Ross is like, it's Alice Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You know how, you know how Jim Ross said. has to come up with the the, the, like, the the most heavy metal guy he knows. He's bringing Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper. Yeah. They were still doing the um, the 80s band kind of thing, like uh, Poison. Is it free? No, I'm good. Uh, they're still doing like Poison. Yeah. Like the, the hair bands from like the 80s. I think that's what their take was. And I mean, I think the Freebirds actually got a little underrated with, um, you know how they say that Undertaker always evolved with his character? Yeah. The Freebirds did too, I found. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I like their look. I was like, hmm. I, hmm. At least it was a good it. look. I was just like, whoa. Good, good start, like Dave said, good start to the match with uh, the ladies <laughs> taking off the Freebirds coat and then... Uh, is, that girl, and, is that girl uh, coming out of her dress? As yeah. says, <laughs> yeah, I laughed when he said that. Um, uh, good start to the match. Now, for me... Oh, here we go. I felt like <laughs> this match should have gone 10 minutes, but it went about 20, close to. It was a little long. And there was, at one point, the, the match started off really good, and I'm like, wow, I'm really enjoying this match. And then, like, they got to, like, the halfway point, and I think they ran out of stuff to do. And then it, it devolved into a rest... Too, huh? it, it, it just ended up being rest holds for the next eight minutes yep. until they tried to do the hot tag, which they botched. It did. It kind of <laughs> did this. And then and it falls apart. Kind of, it kind of did this. Like, it had a really good high pace, like, high tempo, and then it just kind of went stagnant. Yep. Okay, you found that, too? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. I would yeah, agree. Yeah, it wasn't... So that, that loss marks for me. Because they had me, and then they just booked them too long. Mm-hmm. You know, for for what like they you had couldn't to do. give five minutes from that match to the street fight, maybe. Yeah, and and that five, or even just do like a backstage skit or something. I don't know. You know, just don't don't wear out your wrestlers and give them nothing to do because that's kind of what happened there. What do you got to say about this match, Ben? Um, oh, just the beginning me. was good. I like how Z Man and Brian uh, took advantage of the Freebirds when they're back returned, like taking uh, their coats off, putting them on, and dancing like they're the Freebirds kind of thing, mocking them. I thought that was gold. Uh, good spots all around. It was a fast and exciting pace for the most part. Um, Z Man, I thought Z Man was. I think he kind of stood out to me a little bit. Z Man was actually. He's, I always thought he was a good hand in the ring. It's crazy to me they go from billing Brian Pillman as like the next big thing, and now he's in a tag team. Mm-hmm. And even at this time, that's a demotion. <laughs> like, how do you go from being like the net, like possibly the next U.S. champion, or at least TV champion, and now you're back to a tag team for the secondary tag team title? Yep. You know, there was also a part where Pillman hit a move that you don't really see often nowadays, and that's the crucifix pin. Yep. Yeah, I've always loved because it, it, it it's, it's a very difficult a move to hit. That is Stampede Wrestling. It's a synonymous. It's a right very now. hard move to hit because you got to like wrap around and hook on time and then flip back and he hit it. I was like, oh, I always loved the per- crucifix. The best person who I ever saw ever do that ma- uh, that move was um, Bulldog, um, Dave Boy Smith. Such a beautiful move when it's done well. And then other than that, I uh, I thought it was good paced. But then I put a bracket or a slash because then I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Towards the end, it goes kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And then um, there was a lot of confusion. During the hot take. During the, during the hot take, leading to the finish. Yeah, during the hot take, they go for a hot take and they just... They, they're they just 
almost clumsy at this point. They're running into each other. Mm-hmm. Um, they there's one spot where I think both Pillman and Z-Man were supposed to Irish whip the Freebirds into each other, and they didn't. Yeah, it was weird. It's like they stalled. Yeah, like Z-Man was waiting for Pillman to get in position, and Pillman was doing something completely yeah, different with did. Garvin. Yeah. And there, and then and then Z-Man's like, oh, okay, so he just like dumps Hayes out onto the floor. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's really weird. And then it kind of gets just a little clumsy. And then suddenly Flying Brian flies off the top rope with the crossbody to pin Garvin. Which actually was... Like, pretty pretty crossbody, but it was just like, it was like, okay, mess up. What just happened? Mess up, mess up, mess up, pin. Oh, okay. That was weird. So that's the finish. Uh, 0.5 for me. It would have been a 0.75, but the finish was so weird. The finish was weird. The last third of the match, it... That yep. was a little yep. uh, more consistent. A little, it kind of stayed with the first bit of the match and stayed that you know that high tempo, exciting type of intensity. I I was ready to give it a point seven five. Yeah, I gave it a point five. It lost me at the end. Yeah, it did. But I mean, overall, it was a decent match. I thought I'd watch it so again. So point so point five. Yeah, I okay. would too. All right, let's go to the semi main event, which is oh. Super excited. Oh, here we go. Um, Arn and Ole Anderson versus the Steiner Brothers for the Tag Team Championship. And, I mean, Steiner Brothers are my all-time favorite tag team. So I was... What's that? What'd you say? Biased. Um, First note I made was, finally something exciting. Um... Again, I, I'm still pretty angry from that opening <laughs> video, so it's still kind of trickling. At, at this point, we're an hour and 40 minutes into the pay-per-view. And you're still dreading and that. You're still, still grudges. And you're still angry. My first note, which is usually the first note in any arm match I watch, is I love his selling. Yeah. Love his selling. He the just, match had a lot of emotion. Oh, Arn is Arn is like one of my favorite sellers. Oli was my one of my favorite workers with his methodical approach. So them together, I was like, this is going to be an amazing match. And then um, they're getting revenge on I, Sting. Here. I love the heel work. Yeah, I love the yeah. back and forth. It was it didn't feel one sided at, at any point in the match to me. I felt it was equal. Well, it's actually, just fast well, paced. One thing I actually sorry was... not not fast paced. It was slow paced on the yeah. Anderson's part because the methodical. Yeah. But then it got fast when the starters came in. And Rick was, like, he doesn't have Alex on his hand no more. No. But he's still crazy and random. Like, can you imagine a Rick Steiner in Ultimate Warrior tag team? And how crazy that would be? <laughs> Nothing would get done. They'd be too busy taunting. Like, yeah. there's one point in the match where Steiner was Try not to think of that. Where Rick Steiner was going back and forth, just taunting the yeah. Andersons. I'm like, can you get in the match, please? But at the same time, I kind of like that I, it, it was throwing them off it worked within the frame framework yeah. of the match what i liked i i thought it was a great start to the match arn gets in with um i think it's scotty and he just walks over the steiner's corner and sucker punches rick yeah and then and then rick goes to get in and then arn rolls out and he's playing it all cool like he's too smart and then he turns around and Rick Steiner like close lines him and he sells great. So Steiner like, lines. Yeah, him. what a great start to the match. Did you see no that close line from the Steiners? It's called a Steiner. I'm sorry. Line. Did you see that one spot where Anderson was in his corner and trying to get Scotty to come towards him? 
and then Scotty wouldn't. No, I didn't. Yeah, he was he, he he was he was leaning against his corner, and Ollie was waiting, and Scott was coming closer and closer, and Anderson's like, "Come on, come on!" And then Jim Ross is like, "Don't do it, don't go in his corner." But Scotty wanted to. And I was like, "The Andersons are just so good at the mind games." And Arn's facial expressions are phenomenal. Are phenomenal, and they help every match because you could tell just by looking at his face. I love his fear face. He, he is. He is. He is. Putting it out there to the crowd and everybody at home, what's happening and why it's happening just by a facial expression. Great worker. Great worker, this man. Uh, yeah, and I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this match. Love the, it. The methodical pace, the heel work, the Steiners, Scott Steiner doing a Frankenstein, dropping him, like stiffing himself on the freaking ring. <laughs> like, I'm surprised he didn't break his neck every time he did that thing. Uh, oh, I, like... Pretty. I started doing like the the yes 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 thing every time Steiner did that jumping Frankensteiner. Like, oh. What makes it impressive? He doesn't use his hands. Yeah, he just jumps, he just latches jumps. around your neck, and, and he's a back. big guy. He's like two hundred sixty pounds. He's just he's jumping. stocky. He's jumping like just what like standing jumping Frankensteiner. Like who? I can't wait to cruiserweight that does that. <laughs> you never saw that in the cruiserweight division later on. Anyways. um... Finish time? Finish time. Or oh, you have notes? I, 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 okay. Notes. You got no notes. Screw I, I got no notes. The Steiner Brothers, dude. I have notes. <laughs> um, Steiner Brothers, brother. Um, the one thing I loved about this is the match had emotion. Yes. That was, if I had to highlight one word with this match, it was emotion. Oh, it's it was, also a uh, first match as well. It's the first match in WCW where it's brothers versus brothers. Is what Jim ah, Ross, they did mention that. They Jim Ross mentioned that. Yes. And it looked like they were having a fight. Yep. And, and that's was, something so hard to do. There's a vendetta to it. Yeah, there's, that's something so hard to do in wrestling, and they did a very good job of looking at it. And Arn was... Looking like they were fighting. Yeah, and Arn's the current TV champion. Yep. Yes. Which caught me off guard. Yeah, that that title looks awful, by the yep. way. That's an awful I was thinking about that, too. That's but then awful when I saw the title. belt on him, I'm like, oh, okay, there it is. So I didn't really think much of it. But It was um, silver and red. Yeah, awful. It, looked, it, looked, yeah, it's, it, it was good. like that forever, though. Um, I lost my train of thought. What is the Steiner's um, the Andersons, part? The Andersons um, are typically like the real like dominant badasses in this match, but they were backpedaling a lot from the Steiners, which yes. I kind of like that, too. It actually gave a whole different type of uh, dynamic to the match as a as opposed to the Anderson's usual approach. You forget how strong the Steiners are. Those Steiner lines oh. are Never mind awesome that. It, it's, it's when they do the belly to bellies and they it just looks like the guy, the guy doesn't even help them. He, they're just chucking them around. They like, ragged oh all my God. Yeah, they ragged all these guys. And the Andersons are small. And they're just flipping them. They're just it. like, oh my God. Like that like, one they did to Ole Anderson where he's just basically like doing like a, like a standing like T-bone yeah. on him. I'm going, yes. <laughs> I know, I love the wrestling dynamic to this. The reason why I, I love Steiner's Steiner line is he jumps, and then he yeah. just like drives it through you. Yep. Just drives it. Boom. He like does a lunge jump And he does it during him. his hot comebacks all the time. Yep. Steiner line, Steiner line. And they don't, like, he has made it his own, so they only call it a Steiner line. That's when yep. you know you've got to move over. Yep. Where even the commentator's like, oh, hits a Steiner line. Oh, hits another one. But that jumping Frankensteiner, oh. Get I, I may go on with the finish. So both teams start brawling in in the ring, and as that's going on, Scott and Arn fall like go to the outside of the ring and they brawl on the outside. 
and Rick rolls up Ole into a small package to get the win. Yep. And they retain the titles. Uh, good match, 0. 0.75. 0. 0.75 on my end, too, for Dave. 0. 0.75, excellent match. Unanimous? There you go. Love this match. Now let's my go. favorite match so far in the night. Let's go to the main event the main of the evening, event. which yeah. I was not excited for at first. No. I no. really was not. Uh, it is Ric Flair versus Lex Luger for the, is, is it the WCW Seven. or NWA title? WCW. I just it's the big gold belt, right? Yeah, it's the big gold. Okay, so it's the WCW just belt for the title. umpteenth time. It's like the fifth it's match, two. I think. It now, sixth. just so everyone knows, uh, there's a clash of champions. Go on the story, Ben, Jesse. Yeah, Ben, Jesse? Yeah, Ben Jesse. Ben Jesse. Ben Jesse. Yeah. Uh, so me first, and then Jesse, yeah. or just yeah. Ben Jesse. Ben Jesse, Jesse okay. Ben, Jesse Ben Dave. Um, Clash of Champions was two weeks before this event. Clash of Champions, I want to say ten, nine or ten. I can't remember. Uh, there was a cage match at the end. So the the Horseman kick out Sting at the beginning of the Clash of Champions. Because that was short lived. Because at Future Shock, Sting won the tournament thing, and then Jim Hurd gave him the title shot against Flair, which is a no no. Obviously, he's in the Horseman; he can't challenge your leader. So Oli tells tell, tells him, you know, like we let you live this long, take back your title shot, or else we're going to end you. That's basically what he says. And then Sting gets fired up, and he's like, "Whoa, whoa." Do you not see three of us here? We'll kill you. Be smart about this. Go take away... Like, Oli's promo was amazing. And then Flair jumps him. The whole thing happens. Then the main event was a cage match between the three horsemen. So, the Andersons and Flair against Buzz Sawyer, Sawyer, uh, Great Muda, and the Dragon Master. Yeah, yeah. In a cage match. And the whole time, you could see Flair... Looking out the cage because they're waiting for Sting to make his to make his announcement that he's gonna either a not take it or whatever. So Sting finally comes out and he starts climbing the cage and he's trying to get at Flair in the cage and Flair's up there and Sting like lets go and drops down and you can see him blow on his knee. But they don't play it off like that on the broadcast because nobody knows. So you can so they cut back to the ring and then they cut back and they show Sting and you can see Sting's leaning on Scott Steiner and you can tell he's hurt. So match ends in the ring. Flair comes flying out of that cage like a bat out of hell and runs and jumps on Sting. He just blew out his knee in for real, and and Flair just like dove at him. And then you can see like they peel off Flair and then Flair and the Andersons take off and. Watching it, the Clash of Champions, like the first time, I'm like, why are they peeling off? They had the advantage. But then you learn later that Sting had blown out his knee, and you're like, oh, that. And Pillman told Flair, no, 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 he's injured. Yeah, that would be why he peeled off. So that is why, so Luger now is a face because, because he, like, as Gary Michael Capetta would say, tragedy Fell on Sting when he got attacked by even the though he didn't die. Guys. He did not die. He just got his knee blown. We up. also didn't mention part of the Oli and Arn Anderson, uh, Anderson match against the Steiners that it was actually billed as Sting's revenge as well. Yeah, yeah. the Steiners were coming out like Rick Steiner had a Sting's revenge. Yeah, piece of paper on his chest. Yeah, piece I'm of like, paper. why are you coming with a piece of paper on your chest? And Steiner, and that piece Steiner of paper had, had the block. is still on the. Uh, ring post during the main event. 
That's Halfway through the match, I see the Sting's Revenge poster. That's thing. awesome. I never noticed that. So, <laughs> so, so little things, right, Ben? So I the little random things. things. So Luger, Luger is um, Luger's taking Sting's spot in the uh, main event. It's we're seeing him a face, and he's turned face. But he is he the Jericho of the '90s and the '80s? He, he works better as a face. Well, he works better as a face against Flair. He sucks as selling and bumping. Yes. So as a heel, it just doesn't work. So that's why this match is happening. Green tights. Yes. Uh, and then we get into the match, and Flair does bring out the best in Luger. I yeah, like my that. my first note is Flair is so good. Like I love his trash talking, where he just starts yelling at Luger like I'm the champ, respect me. Like I just love his his trash talking. And then I said, uh, uh, Flair knows how to make Luger look good because we, we we know Luger blows up fast. So the, the first like performance in the match is basically just taunting. Yep. Because Flair knows like, hey, we have all this time. We've got to work well with it before you blow up. So we're just going to taunt back and forth, do a chop, roll out, taunt. And, um, I like how Luger doesn't sell some of the chops in some parts of the match. He, I, 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 I wrote you guys on WhatsApp and I said, I will give props to Luger. He is a great seller. As a face. As a face. Like He sold the chops when he did well. He, like, this is where he yells and it makes sense. Ah! Ah, he's always yelling. I would have Flair. He's very fo- he's very vocal and then Flair could probably still chop me today and I'd probably yeah, be like it's ten like, times louder. He sold he sold the, the knee attacks very well, like the match is holding his knee. Like he sold really well for Flair and Flair just you forget how good Flair was at being a heel. Oh he's amazing. Like he was so he knows when to roll of the ring. There's, there's that one part where he rolls of the ring and he's hugging women. And like he's just like telling it back, and then as soon as Luger turns away, he runs back into the ring. Yeah, to 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 the uh, coward attack. Yeah, like he's just the small things of Flair make the match so good. I was I was enjoying it. I thoroughly enjoyed this match. Um, I basically echo Dave's statements. It's all the the same stuff. I just loved uh, those two working together. They uh, Flair brought out the best in Luger. And it made for and now I like them working together. And and it made for a very entertaining match. Um, though what criticism I'll have? Oh, I wonder if it's the same as mine. It's uh, so woman gets up on the ring. No, apron, it's not. And the spot is supposed to be so Luger's supposed to walk over to her, and the spot's supposed to be is woman. Oh, she misses this. Woman is supposed to slap Luger. <laughs> oh. And then and then something's supposed to happen. So. So Luger goes over, and woman goes to slap him, and she misses him. Like she missed like three times, two or three times, and she missed him. And and it's really stupid because she's like within six inches of him. How are you missing? Just hit him. Yep. Look at the size of the guy. You're not gonna hurt him. Sting doesn't miss. Like just <laughs> stings. And then so then she finally hits. She connects him on the third time. <laughs> And then Flair comes in to do a running knee thing, and he crashes into the ref too somehow. I don't even know. There's a weird ref bump. And the ref does a bump, and I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. Now, uh, there's also another spot where I got annoyed. It started off really nice with Flair. With, it was doing a hammer lock, and he put his feet or his foot on the rope for leverage, which made sense. Yes, because actually... of, of the hold. Yeah. And then the second time he does it, he puts both feet on the ropes. And then Luger's tapping. Yeah, they don't tap in this he's, time though. Like he's tapping the mat. Yeah, they and I'm like, uh, that, that hasn't come in he, yet. I thought he actually he had was like a fist. striking the mat. Yeah, like that has that has had like a fist. The like, first time, the second portion where he put both feet on, he uses his open oh, hand. I don't. And he was doing this. I don't think it. And I'm like, comes in yet. N- like the, the, oh. there's no tap outs. Not yet. No. 
Oh, not at this point in wrestling. No. At I'm this like, point, what? you're just not. He's tapping yes. out. No, yeah. And um, did you guys catch the botch atomic drop? Yes. Yes. I did. How awkward was that? Yeah. And Jim didn't know how to cover it. He's like, uh. And then they start compensating. <laughs> he, uh, he overcompensated. Yeah, uh, yeah. He said he overcompensated. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, Flair. Atomic drop is a hard move to pull off. Flair didn't even. Wait, was it Flair t- taking the bump or was it? Luger? No, it was Luger taking. Yeah, Luger, Luger taking the bump. Like Luger was <laughs> missed the knee by. by a he foot. missed the knee by so much. And, and he still fell, though. And, and you see Flair, if you look at his face, he's like, oh, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I didn't see, like, not, that did not look. I'm yeah. like, how do you botch an atomic drop? Luke. Everyone does that move. Luke. You can block it. <laughs> no, that's you been cannot. His, that's been his, you put your hands in the way, it's blocked. No, you cannot. But Body Piper can. To botch it. Oh, man. And, uh, like like I said, Ross was confused. Yeah. <laughs> both just like, what just happened? And then we started getting into... Where I start we start getting into into Ben's notes because Ben yeah, hasn't Ben's said like, anything. I'm gonna put the cart before the horse here. Yeah, double sting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice Ben. That's part of the finish. God. How, how about your notes, Ben? What do you uh, got before the finish? Like, don't go into the finish yet. Just this is bar none <laughs> Lex Luger's best match so far. Yeah, so far. Yes, I and loved I was it. Very impressed with them, and I mean. We've seen, like I said, the umpteenth time these two working together, but now it's. They have their chemistry. It's paying off now. They have their chemistry now. Like Fluger or Fluger. Fluger. Because they un- they understand they understand one of the Yeah, Flair knows how to work them. Like, okay, yeah. he, he's gonna blow up. I, I can like there's actually some parts where you can actually hear uh Flair calling the match. Yeah. I'm like, God, whisper guys. Whisper. Like I, I can hear the spots now. <laughs> Luger can't hear it with his Yeah, so it's like That's right. and he, when he wasn't flipping his hair. Luger is so vocal. Yeah. I sometimes laugh with how much he yells. Oh, son of a... Oh! <laughs> you want to start setting up for the finish? Well, I did, Ben, do you got any more notes or that's it? Um, or do we basically steal I, your thunder? Go uh, ahead. Go ahead. So then, so Sting came out at the beginning, and to that's a massive when, pop. To a massive pop, and Gary Michael Competitor says it's a tragedy because he, he's dead. But he's not dead, so he leaves, and then and then he comes back down, and Luger's in trouble. He had been in a figure four, you know. He's 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 in trouble, and Sting he's laying on the ropes. He's laying on the ropes, and Sting comes up and just slaps. Get the up! Guy. Get and, up! Do and, something! And slaps him, and then Luger gets up and he like basically hulks up. Dude, you just got open slapped across the face. Yeah, and he goes That's and, and there's his comeback, and he well, starts. Luger, Sting yells at him. Do something! I th- is it was I the one that, that thought of Shia LaBeouf? Just do it! Like without Just do it! <laughs> yeah, without Luger or Sting was yelling at Yesterday, him? you said tomorrow. <laughs> what I what I didn't I what think Jesse's seen that 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 video of Shia LaBeouf. What uh, what I didn't understand was why like I'm like why why is Sting slapping him? That's he not, slapped him hard. Like, it very, was a Luke Harper, the Eric Rowan slap. Just that's like, not that's not very nice of a uh, of a friend <laughs> to, to slap. Well, if you would have slapped me while I was confused with that tag team spot, I but, probably would have got to it. Really but he quickly. did it. So then, um, so Luger starts blowing his comeback, and then you see the Andersons come down. This like I was getting so and, pumped, and they they get up on the apron. They they they're gonna go after Luger, but the refs up, so they can't. They don't know what to do. They're kind of faking. They don't know. And all this time, Luger got 
Flair in the torch rack. And you, yeah, and you he, could see Flair's, tapping pretty Flair's cool. about, about ready to tap. And then the Andersons, you could see them, like, the camera angle was great because the camera angle was, once. was looking at Sting, and you could see Ole and Arn, like, look in the ring and then look at each other and then point to Sting. And then they go and they, they, Sting tries to slowly hobble away, but he can't. <laughs> so then they attack Sting. Luger sees this. Just do it! There you go. So Luger Luger stops the torture rack, goes out of the ring to help Sting, fights off the Andersons, but all this time the ref's counting. He gets counted out. And he gets counted out. I love the finish. Great finish. I, I, know, finish. I know it contradicts our usual complaints with dusty finishes and count outs. But this oh, one, whoa, but this... dusty is wearing polka dots in WWE right now, so this is not a dusty finish. This is a Jim Hurd finish. Okay. And, uh... <laughs> Now you're distracted. Yeah, now you triggered me. Yeah. No, I, I, I was just like, I love this. Yeah. Because it's building towards a future event that I want to pay to see. It's obviously. building towards Sting and Flair. They're, he's keep, they're keeping Sting. They're keeping Sting he's relevant. Relevant. And Ben's jumping the gun. He wants this podcast <laughs> to end. This guy, I don't even know. Uh, so I gave this uh, match a point seven five. I gave it a point seven five as well. Ben, what'd you give it? I actually gave it 0.75. It was very close to getting a one. Very yeah, close. Was, there was just was a couple close. moments. It just, you I, know, Luger missing missing the atomic drop by a foot. That kind of <laughs> hurt it. A woman not being able to slap a guy. Like, and, I like, know. I'm not saying that we're, we're, we're nitpickers in any small no. botch, but when the but botch happens during what's leading to, like, a comeback or something, it, it just takes away some of the emotion. Where it's like, oh, that sucked. For me, it's how I feel after the match. And I felt I, a point seven five was, was I felt good. after the match, I was like, that was a good match. Wasn't It wasn't great. It was a good match, so point seven five. That's kind of, that's how I do it. So. And to be, I think this is quite accurate. This is our highest rating for a Luger match. Yep. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, good on him. Good on him. So what do we give it? What is our total score out of 10 there, Dave? 3.75 for myself. Because you hate? Them. Sorry, 4.75. It's 4.75. 4.75. What's yours, Jesse? Mine is 5.5. I thought this was an okay pay-per-view. I, this is actually the best WCW pay-per-view in about a year. Yeah, At least. And today, everybody, I am the hater on WCW. Well, I you. give it 4.5 out of 10. It's a lot higher because I think the the highest we got before this was three point seven five. Yeah, this is definitely WC- a higher no, no. score overall for WCW. Yeah, no, we've done Starcades that are higher than this. Seriously? Really? Oh, oh okay. yeah, I can go back and look. We've had really? there's been some good Starcades. You guys keep on talking. I'll tell you. Hmm. Keep on talking. You're not talking. Is it Starcade eighty six? Hold on. Keep on talking. <laughs> talk about <laughs> things, talking. you you okay. bastards. We're, ta- we're talking about. So uh, what's uh, what's our next? Uh, uh, da, 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 da. We can't see great the next paper, great American Bash 88, I gave a 6 out of 10. Whoa, what was the main event for that one? Uh, great American Bash oh, was... Sting Flair. Was, nope, that was Luger and Flair. Whoa, whoa. What was, the point, what was the point you gave in that match? Zero. What? <laughs> I gave the main event to zero, but... Okay, so this Oh, match... that's because the, main, the, the opening match was Sting and Nikita Koloff against Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard for the tag titles. I love that match. That that really oh, dictated. So this was the highest Luger match so far. Yes. Oh yeah. Especially with the, the last match. Last oh, match. Luger match. It has to be. Starcade, Starcade '87. I gave it six out of ten. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. So you guys are just so, haters. 
Yeah. Uh, Today, yes. Starcade eighty six, six point five out of ten. So like they've had Actually, some decent ones. I do ones. recall giving eighty six a high mark. Yeah, I think that was good. So five point five. I thought this was an okay pay per view. Like there wasn't any like there was only two bad matches, I guess. And a bad yeah. starting video to the pay. And a bad starting video, but they had three good matches, which is something that between WWF and WCW in like nineteen. 1988 going into 1989 did not happen. Well, yeah, to be fair, Rumble was not that good. Rumble was awful. It was terrible. Rumble 90s. So what's our next, what's our fast forward? Tune in on Sunday, December 10th. Sunday. Sunday special. Well, it's December. It's crazy. When we fast forward to our next rewind, WWF WrestleMania 6. What's the main event for that one? Hogan versus... Warrior. Warrior. This is going to be good. 